Hello, what's your emergency? Well, can you help with absolutely everything? Yes, what's the situation? I'm going through an existential crisis. The world does not make sense to me. I just have so many questions and I... Hello? Hello? Unbelievable. We'll have to start a podcast instead. Hello, assalamualaikum, alaikum stays. I hope and I pray every single one of you is doing amazing well. I cannot believe that I am back. I literally cannot believe. A lot has happened and I feel like I say that all the time. But honestly, yeah, you know, my toxic trait is being confident that I can do things quicker than everybody else. I think that's my toxic trait. I feel like I have two hours a year, surely. I can run three marathons, do a PhD by two o'clock. I swear to God, like, okay, let me backtrack a bit. So what happened was that after the first episode that I did, it's raining. I hope you can't, you can't hear that because I just started speaking and it's not Raining. amazing timing so yeah i was saying that what happened what happened was <laughs> that i after my second episode technically first episode i had this amazing plan so i had 10 days to record two episodes edit them and go off to greece you know you plan but allah is in control of everything i swear to god the day I was meant to record, because I was being, I was trying to be realistic. Yeah, yeah, you actually have to give me that one, you know. I was trying to be realistic and I was like, okay, let me record that on Wednesday and then record the next one on Thursday. And then you can't like edit them together or edit them separately. But that's fine because then you can't leave on Friday afternoon, which is when I had to take my flight to Greece. Well, <laughs> on Sunday, I started feeling a bit... I was like, oh my god, something's not right. Because I don't, like, I know I'm going to say this and then you will see me that get sick another day. But anyways, I'm going to say anyways, I don't get sick, like, often. So I was just feeling, I was like, let me take one of those shots. You know those shots that are disgusting, but apparently they do something, they boost your immune system. So I was like, let me take one of those, let me just, you know, have a healthy routine. Obviously, I couldn't go to the gym because I wasn't, I was feeling very weak. Monday happened, I was at work, I wasn't feeling great. And one of my colleagues had COVID. And then on that week here, everybody was dropping like flies. I wasn't feeling great, but I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. No, no problem. Gonna feel better by the evening, inshallah. Nothing. Tuesday came. But let me tell you, what did I wake up feeling like I was hit by a truck? I was like, okay, I'm still here. I just woke up, but I woke up at 8.50 and straight to my desk, you know? And I was feeling horrible. Like, people were speaking in meetings and... Normally, I don't listen in it, but I couldn't comprehend anything. I was just like, okay. I text my manager, not text. Like, just send him a message in Teams. I was like, I'm not feeling great. I don't think I can do this. And I was like, okay. Pick me, yeah. I was like, I just log off, back to bed. In bed, yeah. One, I couldn't sleep. And one hour passed and I felt, I felt kind of guilty because I was kind of feeling better, but not really. So I came back to work and I was just like, to my manager, um, actually, I think, I think I'm just going to do the rest of the day. 20 minutes. 20 minutes, probably less. In 20 minutes, yeah, I just felt like vomiting. I, I literally sent him a message. I was like, I, I'm sorry, I'm leaving. I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry for coming back, but I'm, I have to leave. Then I go and I literally die in my bed over <laughs> there. And so I think at night when I prayed all the prayers in the day, I think I prayed them past Isha. I was like, it's fine. I'm probably going to feel better tomorrow. I will do business administration with you. When I tell you that that Wednesday, I... I thought I died. I literally thought I died. Like, throughout the whole night, I couldn't wake up, but I was feeling horrible again. I was like, I have COVID. <laughs> I have COVID. I was so sure 
that I had COVID. Like nobody could tell me otherwise. I just like being at the drama queen that I am. I took my mask here, I put it on, and I was just just like trying to go to the toilet, but I didn't want to interact with anybody in my family. And I remember like my little sister, she was I think I saw her in the living room and she was trying to uh, to speak with me and I just put my hand like don't get close. <laughs> so scared i booked a pcr test from the government side i was like i can't even go outside to just get the test done first of all i was i was not strong enough to do that everyone was out nobody was at home and second of all i was like oh my god if if i step out of this house the whole of the uk will have COVID because of me i was just feeling so guilty and then the following day i got my test i did the test and you know how you are meant to receive your results like the following day when you do it like that because 30 minutes my sister went and took it to the post office okay i need to backtrack a bit i didn't have none of the symptoms i had flu like symptoms but i was smelling fine i was testing fine i was breathing fine and i was coughing that yeah yeah i lies i was coughing so much i was just oh, 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 oh. but it wasn't the, it wasn't the covid cough because i had the covid cough it was more like bitch you coughing <laughs> stop coughing and when i would lie down i would start coughing and then when i was when I stand straight i wouldn't cough but i would feel dizzy so it was just like lying down standing up lying down so yeah i was just like i don't know i don't know i don't know what to do so yeah i was i was coughing a lot that's the only symptom i had like coughing like symptom i had on friday i felt much better so thursday i went back to work um friday i was work as well but my covid test didn't came back two days and my covid test didn't come back and thank god it came back on friday and it was negative I was feeling much better. I was still coughing. And I took, and I'm not lying, because it was for me and my friend. She was coming from Spain. I took 65 LFTs with us. Because I was like, anybody that gets close to us must test. <laughs> and yeah, I took them with me and I went through the through the border fine. Not, nobody asked me <laughs> why I was trafficking LFTs. Nobody said anything. Like, I think COVID we just normalize this type of thing right so yeah and so i went to greece and it was on a holiday so that's the story for why i didn't record because i was feeling horribly bad i didn't have covid but my body was just doing all unnecessary trauma that it had no business doing and then when i came back from greece i was just like yeah i'm picking this up this podcasting thing because i lied already i said i was going to do um an episode a week i didn't do that yeah i'm lacking basically i'm lacking i didn't do the episode i have been lying to everybody and although in my head i'm just like this is more to be accountable to me because there's not many people listening to the episode anyways <laughs> i mean thank you thank you so much for the people that are but i was like i need to to be accountable for myself because it's not good enough to say I'm gonna do something and not do it. Like I hate doing that. Okay, so I was just like came back from Greece. I had again ten days to record two podcast episodes and give myself one week to not post anything. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. I was fine. Nothing was wrong with me. I didn't even have to buy many things to go over, but I had time. I just didn't want to do it. Like I didn't I didn't want to go to the gym. I didn't want to work i didn't want to have fun i just wanted to lie in bed well uh, i'm not even gonna lie to you like you know when you get into those funks like i'm the queen of getting into funks but that one was a bit weird because it was just like yeah i'm sad but you know life goes on i'm just like i'm not gonna do this shit. <laughs> 
Even though I think I, I love doing podcasts, like putting my my voice out there, like it means a lot to me because Mariam of a few years ago would have never would have never done this. So to me, this is just something like wow. Now it shows that you you've improved. So yeah, that's why I love podcasting so much. Because I get to those funks and I'm just like, oh, lahi, I'm still the same bitch. <laughs> but yeah, I just need to be more graceful to myself. I knew you guys need to be more graceful to yourselves. So yeah, I think that's a bit of an update. One, on, um, so basically, uh, on that week, so before going to Gambia, I was meant to do a podcast on mental health and had a better idea. Because mental health is something that is very close to my heart. Mental health in our communities is very stigmatized and i know we've come a long way but it's not good enough it is not good enough so it's just like oh my god if i'm gonna do an episode on mental health mental health cannot be just talked about in one episode so i think i'm gonna do a series and this will be reoccurring and i'm just gonna be talking about different topics so whenever i don't have a topic to talk about we're going back to the mental health and you will hear it (laughs) yeah i hope you guys are happy and okay with that hopefully inshallah this episode is getting too long for no reason so when i said that i was going back to podcasting that is after i came back from gambia one of my friends said talk about gambia and i was just like oh my god i should talk about gambia right so i i just don't know what to say because i really did not plan this episode i just like just plug the microphone I have two screens now, so I think it's better for me to have some notes and the other screen just recording, even though I don't have notes. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like plug the microphone, um, just jot down two, three points and just get on speaking. So, um, so yeah, Gambia. What can I say about Gambia? Gambia was amazing. I'm not going to lie to you. So, did I have expectations going there? Absolutely, yes, because I have expectations. Like, I wake up in the morning and I have expectations about the day, so there was no way I was going to Gambia with zero expectations. Even though I was just trying to go with a, with an open mentality and just not having expectations and just let it be. But that's against my personality, so I had some expectations. And I can't say that I had a lot of fun. It made me think about a lot of things. So, yeah, let me... I don't have any points, but I think I'm going to try to do it chronologically. As in not explaining my whole experience, but explaining the points that I wanted to say. So basically, the first thing is, you have to understand that I have not been to Gambia since I was 8 years old. So, and that was the first time I went to Gambia. So me and my mom and my sisters, three of my sisters, two of my sisters, sorry. And we stayed there for six months. And 8 years old doesn't remember anything. So after that... (laughs) I forgot many things. I forgot about the people. I forgot the places. I have literally forgot everything. I had something in my head, but I just, I forgot. So basically, all my understanding of Gambia, of my family, was based on maybe things that I remember, but it was largely based on things that I just made up in my head. That's what I was just trying to just delete all of these things before going because I was like, just dream about all those things and you don't even know what is, how is it over there, right? Okay, so that was my first time going to Gambia. I'm 24 now, so it's been a long time. But yeah, and when I got there, it just felt familiar. I think, yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it. It felt familiar. It felt like I was used to that. It felt like I was used to the people. Like, I'm not good with people like that. Like, I'm very socially awkward. But it was just alright. It was just like, they're not expecting anything from me. I'm not expecting anything from them. 
let's just mingle. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I love my family members and yeah, some of them lovely, some of them very annoying. I'm not even gonna lie on that. But yeah, I like nobody stressed me and contrary to popular belief, I was not asked about being married like that. Some people said like, I like not some people, every single person that I met was like, are you married? And you would say no. Or my mom would say no. Or I mean, I would say no. That's my sister. And then they would be like, or oh, they would make dua for you. Or something like that. But what, what I was expecting, yeah, it was just like, bing, 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 blah, 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 blah. Just make dawa about not getting married, blah, blah, blah. But I think the reason is that most of them don't know how old we are. So they thought they were my mom's little children and yeah, we were, we are old enough to get married, but not yet. Like we're not past the threshold, you know? Little do they know how old we are. Like we are grandmas and babies. But yeah. I love people a lot of people. Oh my God. Do you know how many people make dua for me? Like, alhamdulillah, I'm so grateful. And I was saying, I mean, I mean, I mean. Like, every type of dua, I just say, I mean, because, you know, some dua, yeah, some people will stop you on the street and make some dua for you. Like, make largely about marriage, but they'll make dua for you, like, for you, for your well-being, for you, for to to be wealthy, to be happy, to be healthy, to, to keep in contact with the family. And I was just like, my heart was melting because I just, especially like the old ladies, yeah? I I don't know who the hell you are, but oh my God, God bless you too. And I don't know how to make dua, right? So I'll be, I mean, I mean, I mean. And in my head, I was just like, God, please give them more. Give them this and more. Like, whatever you make dua for, Please, Ya Allah, whatever they said, and I said, I mean, for please, Ya Allah, give them the same and even more because, well, like, it just messed with my head. You know, like, I just, like, in in here, it happens as well, right? Every time I go visit family or I see someone from the community, they will just make dua for you. And I think that's super beautiful. And it literally bugs me that I don't know how to make dua. Instead of only, like, it breaks my heart because I would just say, I mean, I mean, I mean, and then you're expected to make dua for them. And I was not doing, I was, I was, I was just silent. Sometimes I will say jokingly, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know how to make dua. But yeah, okay, I need to say this. I got, no, not I, like we got a lot of compliments about ourselves. Like, these people thought we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to speak. And then we were speaking just like them. And they were like, oh my God, oh my God, to my mama, you you raised this, these girls very well, blah, blah, blah. I was like, it was all me. It was all us. Like, we learned about ourselves. Now I'm joking. Obviously, they had a lot to do, but I don't know. I think that's a topic for another episode because there's a lot to say about how we are perceived by people in Gambia, like by like the larger community, by family members in Gambia. I think there's a lot to say because I saw so many things. There was a lot of clashes, but yeah, another episode for sure. Okay, the point that I read, I just say a lot of things about my family and my experience for no reason because I didn't want to say that, but yeah, <laughs> I guess I can't shut up. But yeah, the point that I really wanted to say was about investing and buying property. So investing in Gambia and buying property or, you know, having your little thing there. Because um, for me, I thought, I have been thinking about moving back to Gambia since a long time ago. I'm just going to say a long time ago. And it has always been kind of like a dream. It was never like tangible. It was just like, yeah, inshallah. But when I finished my master's, I was just like, yeah. I'm going to find a job there and just move there. Like, like any rational person would look at me and be like, you're mad. But to be honest, I'm grateful for the people around me that I told them this. And they didn't look at me like I was mad because they just kind of they didn't want to direct me or influence me in any way. They were just like, let her find out for herself, which I'm absolutely immensely grateful for. So yeah, I wanted to go... <laughs> 
I wanted to move back to Gambia and work in health policy over there and kind of like improving the health systems, yara yara yara, like all the things that I really love and I'm passionate about. And um, it never worked for me. So I applied for jobs. I actually didn't apply for many jobs. I always, like when I saw a job that I was interested in, which were many, I would just email them and they will never get back to me. So I, like <laughs> time passed and I was just like, yeah, I give up. I think I need to um improve my skill set and just have more skills and more knowledge and kind of like be able to provide more than just being a stupid graduate that thought that she could go there and do something for anybody. Do you know what I mean? Even though it was more it was more of a learning process for me. Basically it was the same thing that I would do here in the UK, but just starting from there. Like why would I waste time? But yeah, anyways. Massive ramble. Um, that happened. I, f- I feel like this episode is gonna be, um, super long, but I actually don't care. I don't care. I'm just gonna make it. So yeah, that happened. And when I went to Gambia, it just was a slap in my face because it was just like, you had all these dreams. And don't get me wrong. I still do have, I still have dreams. Like I still wanna move to Gambia eventually, but it just made me realize how much work. I have to do before even thinking about that and also made me think like is it is it is it realistic for you to go there and work with the government probably not like it made me think that and if you guys are interested in like me giving more like more details about what I think that's not realistic for me um I can definitely do an episode of that but if not I think it might be a bit boring for people that like for people that are not interested in, in the same thing but i met a lot of, a lot of people not a lot but some people that are starting businesses there and also like people from canada and from america that started the businesses or are thinking about starting the business but they moved from the west the west to gambia and i could see the experiences and they gave me a lot of advice there was this lovely 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 lady who did my hair and she she just gave us a ton of advice about coming to Gambia and all the things that we had to do. There was a a love in the air about being resilient if you are going to do something in Gambia. So yeah, as I said, if you are interested about moving in Gambia and like conversations like that or moving to other African countries, I can definitely do a focus on that. But I think it's a bit long for this one. So yeah, the other thing literally stuck in my head was about investing in investing in general and then investing in land let me go to the first one first because i think i literally don't know nothing about that you know how in here you can just invest in stock and shares and bitcoin and blah 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 and cryptocurrencies i want to do the same but investing in african businesses so basically i just invest and in the long run just kind of get some returns right okay I remember listening to a podcast, I think it was a year ago or something, and this guy, he wasn't from Gambia, I think he was from Senegal, or Ghana maybe, I, I, actually I think I'm lying, I don't know where he was from, he was not from Gambia, but he was saying that he was building this um company where businesses will come, like businesses in agriculture, in, um, what's it called, oh my god, I don't know English, what's the business of animals called, like the business of animals? Oh my god, this is embarrassing. Anyways, I think you get what I mean. I'm yeah, this is embarrassing. But yeah, that that like type of business, like local businesses or local workers will, will create kind of a corporation. They'll come to his 
his project and then all the people could just um, invest in the projects and kind of get a percentage from it and basically what does that is that build a community where these local workers can get investment to improve their businesses or to improve their projects and then when these projects grow you can also get an investment back from that so it's kind of benefiting benefiting both ways so i really like that but i don't think he ever got to do that i think i need to get back and and check that so if anything anybody's interested comment on it comment on instagram and i definitely can speak more more about that so maybe on the same episode of speaking more about moving to gambia can't just touch a bit on this so yeah i wanted to find this type of um project this type of business this type of investments that we can do in different african countries yeah i am thinking about gambia because it's my country and i love it so much but i'm also thinking about all the african countries and i'm definitely 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 because i just don't i just <laughs> if it's a bit if I'm going to invest my money in something here, yeah, I could I could just invest in the UK or in European own own four oh one Ks and stuff like that and get money. But it's just like if it's not aligned with my values, with what I believe in, what I'm passionate about, I don't love money like that. Do you know what I mean? Like if I'm gonna invest money, I want it to be with the people that I love for the causes that I am passionate about, for the things that I can see and be like, I'm proud of this and this has contributed to it has it has been a contribution for our community. Like this is oh God, sorry for my passion. <laughs> sorry for my passion. But yeah, this is what I want to do. So if anybody listening out there, I believe that God always sends the message to the perfect like to the person that is meant to hear this. So if anybody listening to this know anything similar to what I had just said Please, please, please let me know. Please DM me, uh, message me, uh, send me a pigeon, something. Just tell me because I am, I am ready to do this. You know what I mean? I am ready. I am eager to do this. Not ready. I'm eager to do this. I really want to do this because, yeah, I just want to do it. <laughs> Second is investing in land. I think, and shout out to Mimi Moments because she she made a live the other day and I listened to half of it and she said that you need to know how much it costs um making a house in Gambia and I was just like I only know how much it costs to buy a land in the place that I want and I think in my head I am trying to not think about how much it costs to make a house in Gambia because like, it would be like too far for me to to to, to kind of visualize it but instead, if I just think about how much it costs to do to like to buy the land, I think that like that because basically I was thinking like let me let me um let me say for one two years one year and a half and then go go back to Gambia and buy land. But if I start thinking about building, so buying the land and then building the house, oh my god, how many years is that? So I'm just gonna f- be focusing on saving to buy the land. But I do recognize that I should be thinking about the long run. Which is very unlike me because I'll be always think like very far ahead. <laughs> so I just wanted to encourage everybody to buy land because one thing that everybody said when I mentioned that I wanted to buy land or something, everyone was like, like today is the best moment to buy land and tomorrow will be worst. So if you have the means, please do invest in. I'm talking about Gambians, by the way. I'm sorry. I need to say this. <laughs> I'm talking about Gambians because basically what everyone was a bit worried is that people from everywhere 
were buying the land and it would get to a point where Cambians themselves won't be won't be owning these places and it really it's really sad. Like I find it super sad for a country that is so tiny. Like Cambia is so tiny. Let's please own our lands, please. This episode is not intended to dive deep into anything. That's why I'm just I'm I'm just jumping from conversation to conversation because I just wanted to put this out there and then just kind of like open a conversation and then inshallah in the future we can do longer conversation and more focused conversations on each of the topics but what I'm trying to say is that I just wanted to I want to encourage Cambians if possible to just invest like yeah you have to think where you're buying land but I think it's better to buy land in the less popular areas look how (laughs) hypocrisy (laughs) hypocrisy so let me finish my sentence it's better to buy land the less popular areas than not have land at all does that make sense and i was saying hypocrisy because i was just like i i went to sukuta i saw how beautiful that place was i was like this is where i'm buying mine and i'm saving having sukuta in mind but then this is just very shallow i'm saying i know that it's very shallow oh by the way which is something i didn't say i don't want to buy a land to do a house for myself I'm doing purely for investment, so I don't want to build a house. I'm gonna, um, inshallah, I'm gonna be building um, a building. I'm gonna be building a building. So yeah, a building complex, and it's purely for business intentions. So yeah, let me put that there. So last message regarding this topic, please, please save your money and please go invest in Cambia and invest in Cambian businesses and invest in African businesses and invest invest in our people invest in us and i'm saying this actually this just came into my head when i'm saying investing in gambia and investing in my people if you see a gambia like a business of a, a gambian a senegalese a malian a guinea or any other african like here in the west i just keep saying west yeah, in here in the West. Please invest in those two. i'm not talking about buying things obviously buy things from them obviously but also if because i don't think i've seen this Actually, I've seen Amikole doing it, but I was not aware of when she was um, raising capital. So it's fine. So if if any of our little business that we have right now decides that they want to do a crowdfunding, please do invest in them. Because I feel like when we talk about investing in business, we're just talking about buying the little buyer, buying the scarf, buying, I don't know. No, not only that, if you have the means invest in those businesses for them to get the money to build the business and make it bigger because at the end of the day is for us and this episode was not intended to talk about any of this but you know passion coming through once again i have so many more things to talk about oh my god i made four points and i just talked about two of them oh lord anyways dream big i think the last thing i'm gonna say on this thing is dream super big and just start working on it just start working on it this is me, Maria. I'm the tomorrow I'm going to tell you. Please take care of yourself first. This dunya is is only the dunya. You know, the akhirah is there. You can't you cannot be killing yourself. But I think I can bring a good balance of work hard for what you want, but also take care of yourself. And always remember that this is only the dunya, and you should not kill yourself for anything in this dunya. But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and the religion of Islam, and that's on what. That's my period. And point three. <laughs> on all the things that is very related to all the things that I said, by the way. Point three is stop being scared of saying the things that you want in life out loud. I have been so scared of saying, like, you know, just voicing the things that you want. And then I think 
like this past year and also I'm still learning about it but I just find that saying I want this I I don't have this but I want it and I'm gonna do something for it is so powerful because sometimes because it's not because I'm I'm just gonna be straight with you it's not because you're scared of evil eye it's because you're scared of failure. That's why you're going, you're not telling people the things that you want, like your ambitions, your dreams. Yeah, be low key and whatever you want. But there's something so powerful, so powerful and freeing about just voicing your dreams, voicing your goals. Just say it out loud. You say it. What can I say? I'm voicing that I want to save money to buy a land. Probably in Sukuta, maybe somewhere else. I am voicing that this year I want to enjoy so much. I want to enjoy, like enjoy life. Enjoy, I'm not talking about just partying and stuff like that. That's not me anyways, but I just enjoy life. And what that means to me is stop being worried of so many things. Like I just want to stop being worried and just enjoy life and live in the moment. I I am voicing that I want this podcast to reach a lot of people, anybody that wants to have a conversation basically because i don't know what the, i honestly don't know purpose of this podcast yet i still don't know i'm trying to figure it out as we go <laughs> but i just want to reach a lot of people and have conversations with a lot of people like i like i'm eager to know people to just have conversation with, with random people because i'm not good at making deep meaningful relationship with anybody like it takes me a lot but i am good at having conversations with people i think when it's about something that we both are, we are both interested in I'm amazing, I think. <laughs> I'm not scared, I'm not shy. But sometimes I can be very awkward with small talk. Whereas when it's about like things that we're all passionate about, I'm just like, yeah, let's have a conversation. I could speak about this for years and hours and decades, right? So I am. that's another thing that I want to do. And my biggest dream, not biggest dream, but one of the dreams that I have like very close to my heart is that and this is one of the last things that I will say before um, my um, final and last, um, my last point. Oh, my heart just feels so happy again. I'm so sad. Oh, that just helped me make this easy for me. So basically, I don't know if some of you know. So, oh my God, I can't, I literally feel so happy right now. Okay. Um. So basically, um, some of you might know that um, a tragedy happened in New York and a few of our Gambian brothers and sisters passed away. They lost their life in that tragedy. And I'm going to get back to that because that's my last point. But before saying that, there was something that showed me the power of community that I've always knew. Like I've always knew it existed. But I think that just was a wake-up call for me. It was just like, wow. So basically... I want to give a huge shout out, even though I know they will never, pro- they'll probably never hear this, to the Gambian youth organization from that from New York. So when this tragedy happened, I just was so everyone was um, tagging them, and I went to the the Instagram page and I saw the amazing work that we're doing, and I'm talking about the amazing work that they were doing prior to this tragedy. This is this is what my um like my the conversation is about now. The, the, the work that they were doing prior to this tragedy, it was amazing. It was amazing. And it just opened my eyes because for so long, I wanted to do, I wanted to have something like this in our community here in Birmingham. And it just, every time I, I try to do something, I, I hit a wall and I'm just like, 
I just give up. I remember like when, because before that I was living in Bristol for uni and then I was living in London. I always wanted to do, I was like, we need this, we need this, some something community-based that's not so focused on religion. And you guys know, like you might not know, but I love my religion so much. But we need something that is, like it's for the community and not so religious-based. What I'm trying to say is like, we need mentoring classes for the kids. I like the moms if they want to have classes for it we need to be able to raise money for the community that doesn't have anything to do to with raising money for the mosque we need to be able to um have food banks for our people because i know so many people in the community that go for food banks and we don't have anything like that and yeah i wanted and i saw them doing work like that and i wanted that for our community right so um they just it was just a wake up because i was like why can't we have this and i really want to do that and when covid happened i came back home so i was forced to come back home and i was like okay i have the time yes we can't go out but i am just gonna contact whoever is leading the community from birmingham i'm gonna contact them and we start from there i'm a big dreamer <laughs> i always think like i'm gonna do this this is happening and this is happening not knowing that my the only thing I have in control is my part. I cannot control anybody else's part. So what I did was email them. And I think I should be used to this. But nobody replied to me. As always. Then I was just trying to. I just always had these like big dreams about community. We should start here and should do this and should do that. And everything just felt like. When I'm talking about doing something for the community. um, You have to do it in a community. Does that make sense? Like I cannot go on my own there and just be like. I want to do this. That's impossible. You need people to do it. And I always struggle to find people. And I think I already mentioned that. I'm not good at meeting people. And just, just meeting people and telling them. Oh do you want to do this? Which is something I think I'm going to get better at this year inshallah. But yeah. I couldn't find people to do this with me. And a one year past 2022 came. I was just a bit, I, to be honest, I was a bit bitter because I always thought that every time that we need money for the community, they always come to us. I mean, us to the women and be like, guys, give money, do this, do that. But then when it was trying, when it's about um, making decisions and when it's about doing things for the community, we were always left behind. So I was a bit bitter after they <laughs> ignored my email and I just left it. And then in 2021, we started this it was just it's a small thing with the girls in the community and that also like 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 i had the fire inside of me as well i was like if we do this we can't do more but sometimes i see this crumbling and i'm just like it doesn't have a strong foundation because we're doing it but i kind of feel like they don't like the rest of the community don't see it as as something that's meaningful does that make sense so my fire was going away again and then i I saw these people and I was just like, this is something that's possible. This is something that we can do. And it's something that I think I'm going to be in everyone's DMs. I'm going to be in everyone's emails. And you will answer me by fire or by force. But yeah, this is one of the things that I just wanted to say out loud. I don't know why it took me so long to say this. But yeah, that's one of the things that I wanted to say out loud. And yeah, um, I want to have a community organization where we when where we can just serve our community that's what i want a community organization where we can serve our community in the best way because yes the council can do that yeah benefits can do that but there's something 
there's something these people cannot do and we the young people from the community that have the education have the knowledge that we can give our people that these people like from institutions like from the council and everything else we never never ever give it to them and we have so much that we can give so i feel like it's kind of selfish or in our part not to do anything about that does that make sense so yeah, I will, I will inshallah update on how this goes <laughs> because I don't even know where to start from. But yeah, if you are from Birmingham or from anywhere in the UK, actually, if you are from anywhere in the UK, you're Gambian, you're Senegalese, or you are West African, anything, and you're interested in doing something and you have something in mind, please do let me know because like, I am so, so, so hungry for something like that. And yeah, I just want us to be together, to be many and to do a lot and to benefit our community, inshallah. So, yeah, this podcast is getting super long. And, yeah, so, inshallah, the last thing I wanted to say is um, I wanted to just make a dua for the people that passed away in the Bronx fire. So, just to, pick up, uh, to give a bit of a background, um, there was a tragic incident. And I'm just going to be reading from this. And it says that a five-alarm fire destroyed homes of many of our Gambian Youth Organization community members at the uh, 333 East 183rd Street. So far, 19 people have died, and 36 of them are seriously injured, including children and babies. Um, I am not sure about this, but I think at the end, it was 17 um, people that passed away. And some people were injured and many, 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 I mean, all of them, all of the people that were there lost their homes. I just wanted to say the names of the people that passed away. So 17 of the ones that we have the names of are Fatuma Tatarame, Haji Dukure, Haji Jawara, Fatuma Tatunkara, Haji Dukure, Isatu Jabi, Sera Janne, Fatumala Darame, Yuma Aisa Darame, Muhammad Darame, Saidi Ture, Mustafa Dukure, Mariam Dukure, Omar Jambang, Fatumata Dukure, Hawa Mohamedou, and Usman Contes. And yeah, I just wanted to make a dua for them. And inshallah, may, you, may we all benefit from them. And sorry if I say anything wrong. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Oh Allah, forgive them and have mercy on them and give them strength and pardon them. Be generous to them and cause the entrance to be white and wash them with water and snow and hail. Clean them of their transgression as white cloth is clean of stains. Give them an abode better than their home and family better than their family and spouse better than their spouse. Take them into paradise and protect them from the punishment of the grave and the punishment of hellfire. Allahumma amin. I also want to make dua for all the volunteers, um, the ones from the Gambian youth um, organization community and the ones from the one by the Bronx and New York community. I hope and I pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you immensely for all your work. I also wanted to make dua for the people that donated to the cause because guys they they got more than a million dollars and that it just left me speechless. Wallahi I was just like Alhamdulillah that's the only thing I I can honestly say and yeah may Allah bless every and each and every single one of you 
May Allah bless you. And it, I don't even need to say this because I already know that your your hasanat is immense. Wallahi, it is. And yeah, let's keep doing Allah. Let's keep doing good for our community. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep donating. And I don't want to project anything negative after saying this. But it also just shown me that when something bad happens to the community, we all get together and we can do amazing things. But please, let's not wait until something bad happens to our community to start doing this, please. Let's, let, let's do it now. Let's do it for happy things. Let's do it for good things. Like, if if tomorrow we have a GoFundMe that says that, like a building that is somewhere and is in bad conditions and we need money to fix this, let's please all try and collect money for that cause because we don't want to wait until a tragedy happens to start connecting for the for the funerals and for um the people that lost their houses no let's do prevention and no cure please thank you that being said i'm sorry for being away for so long and i really enjoyed recording this and i hope you enjoy it too and please as always just give me any feedback over to my Instagram at at point zero podcast. No, I always get this wrong. At at point zero pod. Just send me anything, like literally anything. Just chat to me, please. I want I want you to message me about the podcast, not about myself. Because <laughs> I feel like I have people messaging me like, hi girl, how are you? And just like, baby girl, you have my, my original Instagram. <laughs> Just please message me, talk to me about anything. And yeah, let's keep this going, inshallah. Let's keep the ball rolling. Bye. Take care and have amazing weeks. Bye. Signing out. Salaikum.